Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and friend, we've been waiting for you. And today we're going to have such a good time as we continue looking at 10 powerful men. Recently, we did a whole series called 10 Powerful Women. Women can be so powerful, but this week we're looking at 10 powerful men. Last week, we looked at men from the Old Testament. This week, we're going to begin looking at powerful men in the New Testament. Please be with us every day. It's going to be so good this week, and it's not just me. It's me and Denise Renner. Denise, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. I'm excited about this week, too. Denise, today we're going to be looking at Joseph, the foster father of Jesus, mm-hmm. and it's going to be so good. He had to be an amazing man. He was an amazing man. I'm going to show that to you today in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But we want you to get the whole series, which is called 10 Powerful Men. It is about, are you ready? Noah, Abraham, Samuel, David, Daniel, Joseph, Peter, Paul, Timothy, and John. It is just jam-packed with insights into biblical characters that were used mightily by God. If you want to be used mightily by God, this is a series you should listen to, and it comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you right now the book, which is called All the Men of the Bible, More Than 3,000 Bible Names. It is such a resource. You will just devour it and use it all the time. And I want to remind you that right now we're offering you our new autobiography called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. Denise, who would have ever dreamed we would end up living where we live, doing what we're doing? I wouldn't have ever dreamed it. It's truly unlikely. (laughs) But you know, God loves to choose unlikely people and do unlikely things through them. And that's why we call this story Unlikely. And you can order yours at a radical discount at Renner. And please remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying welcome to our partner family. A partner is anyone that partners with us financially to help us take the teaching of the Bible to people around the world. We're told in Proverbs 10, verse 31, the lips of the righteous feed many. That's our job is to feed the word of God to people. And we can do that but we can only do it because of partners that financially put fuel in the tank so we can take this teaching to people around the world. And when you become a partner, we're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. It's a powerful book. And we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to partners. And we always send these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. And please remember that if you need somebody to pray with you right now, we're here for you right now. You can give us a call or you can send us your email. And the moment we hear from you, Denise and I and our team, we're so committed to prayer. We're going to take your need, hold it before the throne of God in faith, asking God to move in your life, and he will. But for us to pray really well for you, we need to hear from you. So send us your email or give us a call and we'll begin to pray. And we'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Hey, I'm so glad you're with us. Today, we're going to look 
and Joseph, the foster father of Jesus, a man that God mightily used. But we're going to return to our anchor verse in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. Do you have your Bibles? I have my Bible. All right, let's go there. It says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Oh, I love that because I can see God's eyes scanning the globe. He's looking and looking and looking. And what is he looking for? He is looking to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. It does not say he's looking for someone that has attained perfection. He's looking for someone whose heart is perfect toward him. Someone that has a heart for God and is willing to do whatever God tells him to do. And God will show himself strong to that kind of person. We saw that last week in the example of Noah, in the example of Abraham, Samuel, David, Daniel. And today we're going to begin looking at the example of Joseph, whom I call the foster father of Jesus. And the reason I call him the foster father of Jesus is because Jesus' real father was God, but Joseph was his foster father who cared for him as he was growing up. Well, when you come to Matthew 13, verse 55, it tells us that Joseph was a carpenter. It says, is this not the carpenter's son in reference to Joseph? And in fact, this is really a bad translation of the Greek word tecton. And because it was translated as the word carpenter, people get the idea that Joseph was a poor carpenter. But the word tecton does not describe a poor carpenter. And in fact, Denise, the word tecton has nothing to do with wood. The word tecton is where we get the word for technology. It described a highly advanced technological worker, usually someone who made exquisite furniture, decorations, jewelry, mosaics, stonework, and it was even the word used to describe a building supervisor. This is not a low-level, poor employee. This is a highly advanced technician who was paid handsome sums of money for what he did. And most scholars believe that probably Joseph was a building supervisor. Now, why would he be a building supervisor? Well, Joseph lived in Nazareth, and four miles from Nazareth, was a city under construction called Sephoris. And it was being constructed by Herod Antipas. And he invested massive sums of money into the construction of Sephoris because he wanted it to be the ornament of Galilee. And in fact, it was. It became the primary banking center of the Middle East. It was a place of education, a place of very affluent and very, very wealthy people. And Joseph lived in Nazareth, which was just four miles from there. Well, the truth is there was no employment in Nazareth. If you've ever been to Nazareth and seen the ancient ruins there, you know there was nothing in Nazareth. It was a sleeping community. And the people who lived in Nazareth worked next door in the city of Sephoris, which was under construction. And many scholars believe that Joseph was working there as an up-and-coming young man, a tecton, not a carpenter, a building supervisor, or somebody that was highly advanced technologically that probably made very handsome sums of money for what he did. This is so contrary to the religious picture of Joseph being just a poor carpenter. And probably while he was there, Mary's parents who lived in Nazareth saw him and said, wow, this is an up and coming young man. This would be the perfect husband for our little girl whose name was Mary. 
And I want to say this. In Luke chapter 16, verse 11, Jesus said, If therefore you've not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust true riches? When God began to look for a foster father for Jesus, he didn't look for a failure. He didn't look for someone that had not been responsible in life or somebody who failed on following through on assignments. God looked for someone that he could trust. And God's eyes were on Joseph, a young man who had proven himself, a young man that had been faithful, a young man that had been faithful not only with his job and with his talents, but with his finances. And God knew, wow, this is a man that has passed this level. And if he can be trusted on this level, then I believe this is the man that I can trust with a bigger assignment. And Denise, we need to all understand that God doesn't just throw out assignments. He looks for people that have been faithful. Faithfulness qualifies us for the bigger assignment. And there was no bigger assignment than God had ever given to anyone than to be the foster father for his son. And so God looked for someone he could trust. And there, working in Sephoris, was a man from Nazareth who had been faithful. And God knew this was the man that he could trust. So we know that Joseph was a faithful man. Next, we know that Joseph was a merciful man. How do we know that? Because in Matthew 1.18, the Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused, did he say espoused? Espoused. To Joseph before they came together, before they sexually came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Well, according to Jewish custom, couples were married for one year before they were married. They took marriage so seriously, they didn't rush into it. I personally believe it's one reason why many marriages fail today. People enter into marriage too quickly and too lightly. And among the Jews, they understood that marriage was so serious, they were to train and they were to prepare for one year, and during that year, legally they were bound, but sexually they had never come together. They were betrothed, they were espoused, but sexually they had never been united. And during that year, they were to be sexually pure. They were to be sexually pure and show sexual integrity. And it was during that year that Mary was found to be with child of the Holy Ghost. Well, this could have been a very embarrassing situation for Joseph. But the Bible tells us in Matthew 1.19, Then Joseph, her husband, they were betrothed. They had never been together sexually, but legally they were bound. Being a just man, the word just really is the Greek word for a righteous man being a righteous man, a just man, was not willing to make her a public example, but was minded to put her away privately. When he discovered that Mary was pregnant when they had never been together sexually, he could have been humiliated by this. It could have been the loss of his reputation. He could have exposed Mary to shame, but he chose not to do it because he loved Mary more than he loved his personal reputation. And this tells us something very important about Joseph. In a moment when he could have been mean, in a moment when he could have been religiously legalistic, he chose to take the route of mercy 
And this tells us another reason why God chose this man to be the foster father of Jesus. He gave to Jesus a father that was not mean, a man that was not religiously legalistic, but a man whose heart was filled with tenderness and a heart that was filled with mercy, just the kind of foster father the father would want for his son. Isn't that amazing, Denise? It's amazing, Rick. And and these qualities that God builds in us through different situations in our life, we might, we might think nobody sees the sacrifice we're going through to have a right attitude. But when you're faithful, when you could be unfaithful, it's like that faithfulness is coming up before God. And when you're merciful, when you could be ju- justly uh, judging and critical and offended and you give mercy Jesus sees that. He does. That's the kind of person, just like Rick is saying, that's the kind of person that he entrusts with great assignments. But Denise, there's something else. In addition to being merciful, in addition to being faithful, we know that Joseph was spiritually attuned and was quick to obey. Listen to this, Matthew 120. But while he thought on these things. Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, which means he was dealing with an issue of fear at that moment. The angel said, fear not, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. He did not argue with the Lord. He simply took what the Lord said to him. And we're told in Matthew 1, 24 to 25 in the New Living Translation, when Joseph woke, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. He quickly obeyed, which means Joseph was a man of obedience. This was a man that qualified for God to show himself strong to. But wait, there's more than that. Joseph's actions reveal that he had a very deep trust in the leading of God. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, when Jesus is really at peril because of King Herod, the Bible tells us the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. Denise, this act of obedience is extremely significant. Think about it. Joseph was a tecton. He was a highly advanced technological worker, perhaps even a building supervisor who had a reputation in Sephoris. He was probably one of the leading men in the little town of Nazareth. He made a very handsome salary. And now the Holy Spirit, through the angel, has instructed him that moment, that night, to take the mother, to take the child, to leave it all, and to go into Egypt. Well, Egypt was a totally different place than what they were accustomed to. Egypt was a place filled with dark, dismal paganism. Not only that, Joseph had a job. For him to get up and flee, he's going to have to leave his job. He's going to have to leave his reputation. They're going to leave their home. They're going to leave security. But he knew that God had spoken to him, and so he got up and immediately did as he was told. He had no work permit to work in Egypt. And they 
fled to Egypt and did exactly as the angel of the Lord had instructed them to do. This revealed something about his level of obedience. No wonder God chose him. God knew this was a man he could really show himself strong to. But there's one more thing that I think is so very important. Joseph was a spiritual leader for his family. And God knew that he would be a spiritual leader for his family. How do we know that? Because when you come to Luke chapter 2, verse 41 to 42, the Bible says about Jesus. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when Jesus was 12 years old, they went to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast, which means G Joseph took his family every single year to celebrate the Passover, which means Joseph didn't send his kids to church and he stayed home. He didn't drop his kids off at church while he went fishing. He went to church with his kids. God knew this was a man that was faithful in business. God knew this was a man who would be quick to obey. God knew this was a man who he could trust because he had already passed so many previous experiments and tests in life. God just knew this was a man that he could trust. And God knew this was a man that would spiritually lead his family. This is so important to God. He didn't just send his kids to church. He didn't drop them off while he went and did something else. He went with them. He accompanied them and he set the example. God had been watching Joseph for a long, long time, and God knew all of these things about his character, and it revealed something about his heart. God knew that Joseph was trustworthy. God knew that Joseph was merciful and not legalistic. God knew that he was a spiritual man, that he was fast to obey. God's eyes were on Joseph. How do we know that? Because we've already seen. In 2 Chronicles Chapter 16, verse 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. It was time for the Son of God to enter the earth, and God needed a foster father to care for him, and God's eyes were running to and fro in the earth looking for the right candidate and there he found a man named Joseph, a young man who had proven himself and whom God knew had a heart that was right and that qualified him for God to show himself strong to him and through him. Oh, Rick, I think this is so amazing. I can just see, I can just picture God, his eyes going to and fro, looking, 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 looking. And then he sees, ah, oh, there's Joseph. He's faithful. He's merciful. He's kind. He's spiritual. He's spiritual. This is who I want to foster my son. Denise, I want God to find me faithful. I know you want God to find you yes, faithful. Yes, I do. And just like God's eyes were on Joseph, God's eyes still today at this very moment are scanning the whole earth. God is looking for someone that he can entrust with an assignment. My friend, God has so many grand and glorious plans he's wanting to give to somebody. But the very fact 
that 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9 says God is searching the whole earth means God doesn't find these people standing on every corner, but he wants to, and he wants one of them to be you. And God is looking at you. And like Joseph, he's looking to see if you're faithful. Are you somebody that he can trust? Are you somebody that has the right kind of heart to be used? And if you qualify in the sight of God, then God will show himself strong to you and God will show himself strong through you. So we all need to be looking at our heart to make sure we're the kind of person that qualifies. And Rick, I think the most powerful thing when I see this verse, show himself strong, I think of not only is he going to show me an assignment or give me the power to do it, but he's going to show me himself. Amen. And that's the greatest thing that we can have is knowledge and more knowledge and experience with our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Denise, when we come back tomorrow, we're going to be looking at the Apostle Peter, an emotional man that God turned into an apostle. Mm. And we're going to find out that Peter did not quickly come to Christ. Peter had to have four encounters before he was converted. Maybe you know someone that you've been trying to lead to the Lord and you think, are they ever going to get saved? You've told them once, you've told them again, you've told them again. Well, welcome to the story of Peter because it took four encounters with Christ for him to finally become a believer and to be converted. Sometimes people come to the Lord one step at a time and that's what we're going to see tomorrow. But we'll be back in just a moment, and we are going to pray for you. Men are supposed to be powerful, but today men everywhere feel like they're under attack and even being attacked for simply being men. There's no doubt about it. The devil is after men. But when a man's heart is touched by God, he can embrace his calling as a man and his God-given roles in the family and in the nation. In this amazing series, 10 Powerful Men, Rick Renner will show you that even though there's no such thing as a perfect man, if any man will let God touch his life, he can become powerful. In this series, you'll learn about a man who didn't communicate right with his wife, a mistake maker who became the father of faith, an emotional man Jesus chose to be a leader, a murdering man that Jesus turned into an apostle, and so much more. This encouraging 10-part series will help any man embrace who God has made him to be. And it will help every man, teenager or boy, know that God has anointed him to be the best man he can be. Available in digital or physical formats, this series is available starting at just $20. And today, we're offering the 384-page book, All the Men of the Bible by Herbert Lockyer for just $19. This invaluable book describes the monumental feats of men named in the Bible and thousands of unnamed men who also carried out monumental achievements in their lifetimes. Don't miss this special offer, the 10-part series, 10 Powerful Men, and the book, All the Men of the Bible by Herbert Lockyer. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. daily TV, the request for orders was immediate, and then when we went on more channels, we doubled and doubled our requests every year. Rick Renner Ministries sent over 158,000 products out in just this last year. We get many calls for prayer uh, on a daily basis. Um, you know, there are people just really wanting 
answers today. They want hope, um, and we're here for them uh, to help them find that. Uh, we get calls for prayer just when people are struggling, going through certain situations, uh, and they may start with being very hopeless, but many times they hang up uh, full of hope, uh, full of joy, faith, and uh, just trusting in the Lord. And uh, the most rewarding part is, you know, getting the phone call the day after saying God, you know, has come through and answered their prayers. And uh, it's just super humbling, and I'm grateful uh, to be working for Enter Ministries. Well, everybody who watches Rick on TV is going to want to have a study guide every time. It's, um, first of all, a tangible memory of the material, and anybody who is desiring to learn the Bible more, which we see every day all over the world, it is easy and uh, affordable to get a study guide. And I know a lot of people just do it every single time, or they download as they're watching the program for free. And so it's, it's just a wonderful tool. As far as the needs of the ministry, we are bursting at the seams and growing by leaps and bounds. I foresee more, definitely more growth. And um, as far as people connecting with the Renner ministry and the more that uh, Rick and Denise and Joel and everyone gets to be um, exposed to other areas of the world and other people uh, that are connecting with the Renner ministry, uh, we're just, we're bursting at the seams and we need to expand and pretty quickly. My friend, we are growing as a ministry. People are responding to the teaching of the Bible. They're reaching out to us for resources, for prayer, and for ministry. And God has given us the awesome responsibility of ministering to them, and we need more space to do it. So would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help with our ministry expansion project. Well, today we've been looking at the example of Joseph, the foster father of Jesus. And Denise, I love to look at the life of Joseph and to see why God chose him. When you look at the life of Joseph, you can see the things that qualify a person to experience the strength and the power of God in their life. And actually, we're covering a whole brand new series about 10 men that were used mightily by God. I call it 10 powerful men, Noah, Abraham, Samuel, David, Daniel, Joseph, Peter, Paul, Timothy, and John. Tomorrow we're going to be looking at Peter. It's going to be so rich and it will give you hope for people that you've been trying to reach with the gospel. Please don't miss tomorrow, but order your series now and it comes with a wonderful study guide. And be sure to order the book called All the Men of the Bible. You will love this. It's a resource that you will use again and again, and right now we're offering you our brand new autobiography called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. The back of the book says, if you're ready to read a true life story that will stir your faith to launch out to experience your own unlikely adventure, God has something wonderful for you to do, then this is the book for you to read. And my friend, it is not just a story this book is filled with teaching that is riveting. It will really help you launch your own unlikely 
adventure. And we're believing God to do that in your life. And please remember that if you need prayer, we want to hear from you. So give us a call right now, or you can send us your email. And the moment that we hear from you, we're going to begin to really pray for you. But we want to pray for you right now. Denise, let's pray. Okay. Father, we thank you that you're looking for someone you can show yourself strong to. And in fact, your eyes are roaming the earth looking for such candidates. We say, hey, Lord, it's us. We want it to be us. Help us to have hearts that you can trust, to have a heart to say yes, so you can show yourself strong to us. We thank you for this. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Well, thank you for being with us today. Please remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.